Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome into another edition of Motor City Realists. You got myself, Mike Brown, my lovely co-host here. It's Zach Mack. And then you got this little bald guy down here that's going to talk a little Jets with us tonight. Welcome back, Ryan. Yeah, yes. Welcome (laughs) welcome back, Ryan McCarthy, uh, friend of the show, Beat Jets. You know, I beat Jets. Yeah, Jets beat writer. Um, Gentlemen, uh, I'm kind of all over the place right now. I feel like we're on Sudafed again, like we were before. But uh, but but how are we doing tonight? 
Oh, not to mention uh, creator of the bumper that that just played too. Don't yes, uh, yes. We're gonna, we're gonna get to <laughs> right. but uh, but uh, but Zach, oh, things are good. Zach, things are good. Yeah, Zach, how, how's it going? Uh, I know I quick quick introduction, real quick. We we flew through it. We got we got Ryan on today, but but uh, we'll, we'll give our uh, our proper etiquette here. Zach, how you doing? Yeah, no, uh, doing well. Got the um, Christmas trees up, Christmas lights are up. That was a that was a a job and a half, you know. But um, <clears throat> we're in the, we're in the holiday spirit. Uh, I I will hand up. I'll admit, don't have don't have the gifts bought yet, but we're working on that. Um, paycheck comes in a couple days. But uh, so far, you know, doing well, doing well. How's how's holiday season around the the, uh, the Brown household? Good, actually. To tell you the truth, that we were lucky uh, once again. Uh, if anybody that watches, they know that we're the most inconsistent, most consistently inconsistent podcast there probably is. So um, it was kind of good. We were off last week. Kids had uh, the old influenza A. It trickled down. I still got a little. I we can't we can't beat the cold. I, I feel like. We haven't had a good freeze yet, so all the germs are pretty bad right now. So, uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, either way, uh, you know, this is our this is Victory Tuesday for us. Uh, I know. Again, I keep mentioning Ryan's here. Um, so obviously, looking forward to this Jets uh, matchup, we do want to touch a little bit on this Minnesota game. Definitely cannot not talk about that, and we'll let Ryan talk a little bit because there's a lot I think that uh, that is actually going to go in. We've had Ryan on in past. I think last time we had Ryan on, uh, both teams were on totally different trajectories. Now, um, so I, I, I wouldn't say that the, the Jets by any means have been brought down to earth, but I feel like they're going in a different direction that Lions are going, and they just kind of cross paths here. So, so, uh, so Ryan, uh, like I said, I already kind of introduced you. Appreciate you jumping on with this tonight. Really excited to talk about <clears throat> talk about the, the Lions Jets. Um, but uh, what's going on over in your world? So, it's been a, an interesting four weeks. Uh, they've lost, the Jets have lost three of the last four, but unlike last year when they got down early, they and they just basically laid down and died, <laughs> and just took the L. They fought back. They should have won both games against the Patriots for sure. I think they, they those were both winnable games. They sure as heck should have beat the Vikings. I'm sure you guys would appreciate it too because it's the it's the division, it's the same division. But they fall behind early, but they they fought back. This team's been a fourth quarter team. They've been a second half team all year long. And last week looks pretty good. Looked pretty good against the against the Bills. The opening drive for the fourth quarter or the third or the second half, excuse me. Driving down the field, they score, they tie the game, but then Buffalo comes back and they and they wind up. Uh, winning the game, but that was certainly a winnable game. You, you couldn't say that in years past with the Jets because, again, they were, this is a team that allowed 30-plus points, I, I think it was uh, eight times last year. They haven't allowed 30 points in a game once, at, at once this year. And the most they've given up is 27 against the Bengals. That was in – or sorry, 28 against the Vikings, which was a couple weeks ago. But, but this is something, there's something about this team. Like the culture is changing, as I mentioned in our last time we you had beyond Robert Sala has this team believing, and everybody's buying in. Everybody's buying in on offense. Everybody's buying in on defense. Everybody's got their role to play, and everybody's fitting that role. And you know, with the exception of a couple of people, a couple of players being kind of uh, uh, 
kind of unhappy vocally, especially when certain a certain beat writer from ESPN just happens to mention uh, that some players unha- certain players unhappy. Um, everything's been fine. I mean, quarterback issues aside, we'll probably dig into that a little bit more. Um, things are things are good with the Jets. You, we did. I didn't expect them to be in the to be a half game back or, or tied for a wild card spot, even though they're kind of the outside looking in. But they're not they're not far away like they had been in the past. They're right here. They're on the they're on the periphery. They're on the outside, and they're this close to grabbing a playoff spot, which I. I don't think anybody expected. Looking at you, Brady Quinn said four. Who said four wins for the Jets this year? Looking at you, Brady Quinn. Um, but right now, it's this. Is the, I think this is the most important four weeks in recent Jets history yeah. coming up, and it starts this Sunday with Lions. Yes, I think that can be said too very much for the Lions as well. So is that kind of like what I was saying? You know, last time we talked to Ryan, the the Jets were. Taking taking flight, they were aiming high right now. The Lions no pun were, intended. <laughs> yes, we were uh, retracting our statements from a ten nine win season. I think you went all the way down to two wins. Yeah. Um, now we're one four or five. One of the hottest teams on the on the flip side. You know, we're in the in the rankings. I don't I don't get too excited about the ESPN all that kind of stuff. But they have was a, a top five team. I don't get too excited about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know uh, you've been traveling. You've done some different things, Zach. Uh, the Minnesota game, uh, talking about that briefly, uh, what were your expectations going into that? Um, do you feel like that was kind of a, a turning point? Because I think before that game there was like a 12% chance we were going to make the playoffs, and after that game now we're up to 30%. And then before we get too far ahead of ourselves, there's a good, there's up to a, like a 50% chance after this week, if we beat the jets, but what was your reaction to, to Minnesota? Uh, I know we, last episode we talked about, you know, kind of uh, the Jaguars was a, a must win. Uh, we got that win. We looked good. That was one of our most complete games. I think it's carried over to Minnesota, but, but what was your reaction to that game? Uh, it felt more like validation because um, I, I think we played the Vikings I, I, off the top of my head. I think it was week two. It was either week two or week three where we should have beat them. And yes. it, it came down to a clock management issue and the Vikings came back and won. So, and, and we, and I know we talked about after that, that bills loss on Thanksgiving, how the rest of the schedule was very winnable for the lions. And, and we took care of business in the Jags game. So it just felt validating that we, that we took care of the Vikings because we should have beat them the first time. And then we come out, we get this win, and, and like you said, we're right there in the playoff hunt. It was, and it's interesting because Ryan talks about the culture in New York uh, with the Jets and and, and how people or the guys are believing, right? They're not giving up, and, and I and I feel like it's very similar in Detroit. And I know we've touched on that with they're not always out of games anymore, like the way they used to be. But even on a bigger scale, um, where they're winning these games in in toward towards like the meat of the season or the middle of the season, if you will, and it's keeping them in the playoff hunt. Whereas previous teams would have, you know, had, you know, been three and seven or whatever, and they give up. And so I'm also, uh, I share the same, you know, optimism as far as the culture goes in Detroit. So, and, and I don't know if, uh, if you guys saw this today, um, obviously we started the season Detroit on hard knocks. I think that's where we got a lot of notoriety kind of came out, fell flat. People were really on uh, Dan Campbell. Now we're on the opposite trajectory of the Jets, kind of to a, to a point, like I said. And I don't know if you guys saw, Ryan, did you see um, 
uh, Dan Campbell, he was on uh, um, Pat McAfee today. I don't know if you had a chance to see that, but Dan Campbell's always joking around. Sometimes I, Zach and I have talked about, you know, when is enough enough? When is it too much? As a head coach, you know, sometimes you kind of got to. So basically, I was watching this interview, and he had them hook, line, and sinker pretty much saying that on that uh, – that, uh, <clears throat> I can't even uh, – Sewell's uh, – Pene, Penae uh, Sewell. Penae Sewell. Yeah, that, that little uh, – uh, first down to him. They said they've been working on that. Well, they pretty much said that, um, you know, it came over the the mic or the headphones, and uh, and Campbell said, oh, all he could hear was, wah, 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 and he said, yeah, just do it. And it was Ben Johnson said, hey, we're going to run this play. And, uh, and you know, Campbell was, was sitting there, and he, he was asked about it, you know, what you thought about that play. And he says, you know, the crowd was going crazy. Everyone was doing the wave. He goes, on that play, I was just staring at the crowd and just admiring everybody doing the wave. And then I look out on the field and realize we were, we ran that play. And he goes, what the fuck are we doing? Throwing it to Sewell. <laughs> and he, and so pretty much he like baited everybody to make him act like he was not paying attention. But I mean, he had it and you know, all those guys, McAfee and all those guys, and Evan Fox with, with McAfee is a huge Lions fan. So, uh, so they, they reacted to that. It's just kind of his, his personality, but it kind of goes in, in tow with what Ryan's saying, changing the culture, making things more fun. Because on the flip side, you're seeing, you know, the old rocket science or Patricia fail miserably, at least my perspective. I don't know why all of a sudden he's a, they think he's an offensive guru. You see what the Patriots are doing or, or the lack thereof offensively. Um, you know, from, from a culture where Detroit was down in the down, down in the dumps, miserable, to now we got a guy where, you know, Robert probably was maybe a more uh, notable uh, talent, uh, you know, a more polished coach. Uh, he, he wasn't like the Dan Campbell that, like you said, there's a lot to figure out still about Dan Campbell. But still, both organizations uh, in great, great perspectives, which is why we're all here together to talk Sunday. And, Ryan, I'll go to you because – you just briefly touched on the quarterback situation. What have you heard currently? Because basically they brought in Falco, uh, Flacco for, what, three plays, and they said, well, we're going to try White back out there, and we'd rather get him killed than play Flacco again. So yeah, so what's the situation going on uh, with, with that? Because Mike White, man, the kid's a gamer. Um, you know, he's putting it all on the line. What's the expectations for him uh, this week? Uh the expectations that, that Mike White is going to be in the lineup, right? He's, I, they said that he has he does have rib issues, but they expect him to start on Sunday. So, I got tough this this game that I guess Buffalo. They, they if the Jets don't protect their quarterback, they're not only going to get him killed, but you're going to earn the L. Personally, I think. Zach Wilson should be number two, the number two quarterback. He should be the number two quarterback on Sunday because if you watch that Buffalo game, he's sitting in the pocket and he's yeah he's a Super Bowl he's a former Super Bowl MVP. Whoop de do, that was eleven years ago. This is thirty eight year old Joe Flacco who has stone feet, <laughs> so you're not gonna be able to be mobile out of the pocket like Mike White or Zach or even Zach Wilson can. So. If you get Mike White moving out of the pocket on passing plays, or he'll he'll even stay in the pocket and take a hit or two like he did last week against Buffalo. As long as he stays accurate, if the Jets can protect him enough, give him enough time to get his get 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 receivers open, and they can open up the running game more. 
That's been their bread and butter this year is that running game. No matter who is that running back, whether it be Brees Hall, uh, may his left ACL rest in, rest in power. Uh, <laughs> Bam Knight, Michael Carter. Uh, Bam Knight has been a revelation the last three weeks. Uh, yeah, I didn't see his undrafted rookie. Joe Douglas has absolutely killed it with this draft class. Every single Almost every single player in this draft class has continued has contributed in one way or another. Whether you're Garrett Wilson, whether you're Brees Hall, uh, up until the Denver game, uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jermaine Johnson, excuse me, uh, Sauce Gardner. That's going to be a fun matchup with him and Amon Ross St. Brown because of the way Sauce Gardner has has absolutely contained opposite the the the, the receivers playing opposite of him this season. He has been the epitome of shutdown corner all season long and going back to the quarterback situation though as long as they can get the running game going and they set up that run game to bring up the pass and get some get some chunk chunk yards play some yards after some yak some yards after catch going with uh, elijah moore and garrett wilson maybe got a couple couple of wider uh running back uh screens or or bubble screens or uh pass plays with the, and pass plays with the running backs and use their tight ends to when they need them. I think they're good. I think Mike, Mike, what's going to do pretty well. And I'm pretty sure he's solidified his spot barring injury that he's going to be the guy going forward for the rest of the year. And, and Zach, I, I know we seems like the key phrase there. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, and I know we were talking kind of off air. I won't, I won't uh, paraphrase or, or recite what you said, but Aiden Hutchinson is playing some, some good football right now. I had two sacks, uh, you know, for rookie. Uh, the defensive line is coming together. Um, for, for a situation like Mike White, uh, you don't want to see anybody get injured, but ribs are obviously extremely painful for, for a quarterback. They're going to take those hits. You're going to probably shoot the kid up. Uh, Zach, what are you thinking about the defensive line finally coming into its own? I saw since Aubrey Pleasant has been fired, uh, I think right around that time, our defense is, is now – uh, not whole ball of wax. Whole ball of wax. We're still kind of one of the worst defenses, but since then we're uh, we're essentially one of the top ten in yardage in points given up. I would say, uh, or I mean, not yardage. Points given up is what they've said, um, and, and the D line has been pretty much teeing off. So, what's your expectation for our D line uh, versus their offensive line in kind of a banged up quarterback there? Yeah, no, I, I know I joked uh, before we went on air about about Aiden Hutchinson probably trying to paralyze Mike White in that game, and and just just as an allusion to you know the beating that he took last week, but 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 I mean you're right, and I don't know if you saw, but the uh, I, I think we're tied for the most sacks by by rookies in in franchise history, so uh, it's promising what we got going on in the defense, especially since Pleasant was like a, like you mentioned, um, but but. I, I, and, and this, this it's going to be a testament to like you know obviously we hear Dan Campbell all the time talk about biting kneecaps and and yada 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 and and they're not going to obviously they're not going to take it easy on the Jets but but also at the same time as a whole our defense isn't anything to write home about so I I, I don't know I, I get wary about expectations as far as defense goes I I really don't know what we're going to get um but but if uh you know if they can you know i think if if we hold the jets to you know less than 20 points we got a good shot of winning the game it's just it's just whether or not our defense could do that i i feel like it's strength on strength weakness on weakness i'm not saying the jets offense by any means is a weakness but the defense is for the lions is the weakness where on the opposite side of the ball the jets have uh, a top 5 top 2 defense right now outside of the bucks getting shredded this past week um 
But uh, but Ryan mentioned Sauce Gardner, obviously the rookie is playing phenomenal. Uh, between him and Aiden Hutchinson, that's probably your your defensive rookies of the year. Kind of battling out, Sauce is probably running away. Although I know that the flashy stat is interceptions and stuff like that. But I've seen some really good statistics as far as obviously Ryan talked about. You know, you guys played Buffalo. You shut down Diggs and Gabriel. Or, I mean uh, Davis. Um, but the one thing I did see, Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is. Sauce is not uh, – he's not a – he doesn't move around the formation. He usually lines up on one side, and he very rarely lines up in the slot. I could be wrong, but I saw this from some Detroit beat writers. That's where St. Brown lines up in the slot, so that'll be that'll be very telling, very interesting. I, I uh, wouldn't think I'm sure I would have make any adjustments. So, so I'm wondering if he's going to – because basically, you know, Jameson Williams is, is – not coming to his own by any means, but he's going to go out there and he's pretty much just going to run down the field. Shark's been playing great. I wrote him off Zach uh, a couple weeks ago. I said his t- his tenure is up in Detroit, he, he, and he's shame on me. He fooled me. So that's like I said, strength on strength. You got Sauce versus Brown. Um, that defensive line versus our offensive line. I'm really excited to see that that side of the ball. Our offense has been lighting it up. Jared Goff is is dare I say, a top 10 quarterback this year. Uh, I know still some Lions fan uh, would, would smack me saying that, and I don't know what what else the guy has to prove. Um, but but Ryan, what like like I said, you know, do you think maybe they'll make those adjustments? They haven't made them necessarily against Buffalo. They played them great. You know, they, they'll probably come out with their normal formations. But basically, St. Brown is a reception machine. He he he. He pretty much is a first down machine. Um, you know, overall, he, he is a game changer. He doesn't get any love. Uh, it's easy for me to say, being a Lions fan, you know, he doesn't get any love. Um, he's not flashy, but he goes out there and gets it done. So I feel like a guy like that with your guys' defense, um, I feel like defensively, you guys can shut down the rest of our receivers. I, I just feel like this is a game, even though he's consistently catching seven to 10 balls a game, that he, he's going to, he's going to, it, it's going to be another telling. I feel like Sauce is going to really have to earn his keep there, and I don't mean that by by any uh, negativity because he's he's played lights out this year. But uh, but I mean, do you think maybe they make adjustments like that if you know they're going to come out uh, and run their normal defense? But but if he starts eating them up, you know, just based off of reception, do you think they'll make those adjustments? I haven't watched the Jets. Do they make these kind of adjustments on defense? Well, it's going to be one of two guys on, on St. Brown. It's going to be either Sauce Gardner or it's going to be DJ Reed, and you'll have some help with Jordan Whitehead over the top. If in case they go over the top, Jordan Whitehead's going to be able to going to be back there to help out. Um, I'm, I'm not by no 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 stretch of the imagination am I going to say that uh, they're going to shut down Amon Ross St. Brown. They'll make like they'll make life difficult for him. Especially if the Jets' offensive line or defensive line can get at Jared Goff. Now I'm looking at Jared Goff's uh, statistics here, and I'm looking at how many times he's been sacked. The, the Lions' offensive line has been pretty good at keeping him upright all year. Keeping Jared Goff upright all year. Sacks this year. Yeah, there have been one, two, three, four games, including last week, where he has not seen us had not been sacked. And if I'm the New York Jets, if I'm if I'm Robert Sala, if I'm Jeff Ulbrich, I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at looking at two games, or well, one game in particular. Uh, actually, two games. I'm looking at the the game against Washington. I'm looking at the game against Dallas. Dallas. Dallas's defensive line and Washington's offensive defensive line 
went at Jared Goff, put him on the ground. Dallas put him on the ground five times in that game. Yep. And Dallas is on defensive line. I wouldn't say – I would say they're comparable in the fact that they have elite uh, edge rushing. The Jets don't have elite edge rushing yet. Yet. Now, they have Bryce Huff, who has been very disruptive. If you watch that Buffalo game, especially the last Buffalo drive, uh, he was very disruptive on Josh Allen. He's he's one of their best edge rushers, as is uh, Jermaine Johnson. He's he's a rookie. He's he's. I think it'll take him. I think this year is kind of his uh, warming up period. I think by next year you're gonna he's gonna be one of the best edge rushers in the league. It's the interior line that's gonna cause the most disruption with John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins, and Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams yeah. is having the best year of his of his career. The best year of his career. He's got eleven sacks already with four games to go. Uh, and I feel like quietly too. I don't. I don't feel like he's, he's getting he's talked under about the radar. Him. Under yes. the radar, uh, having the best season of his life. He will be. He he will definitely be in the Pro Bowl. Um, if he, I don't know if they're electing defensive lineman for the Pro Bowl with the yeah, new with the new format they have. But I'm pretty sure I will be very disappointed if he doesn't make All Pro. If he's not elected All Pro, first team All Pro. Second, if he's not elected first team All Pro, I'll be shocked absolutely shocked because he's getting up he's up there with fletcher with the fletcher coxes and the aaron donalds as one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league and he's going to get paid in the offseason in the free it's free and and he's going to be he's going to get paid he's going to get he's going to earn himself a hefty contract extension and a hefty pay raise and it's well deserved because he's been the anchor of the defensive line for his entire career this is his fifth season and he hasn't had the chance to be on a playoff team. And this could be the year he could be on a playoff team. And he's a big reason why this Jets defense is the way it is. I mean, Jets defense, they rank third in the league in in yards allowed per game. They're fifth in sacks, which I made a bold prediction in one of my articles on Billy Up Sports, Shameless Plug, at the beginning of the year. But at the beginning of the year, I said the Jets would rank in the, would be in the top 10 in sacks. Uh, at the end of the season, they're fifth right now. That's right. They're, they're so, great. That's why I said strength on strength. Lions offense, Jets defense. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Zach, um, you know, we've talked. We've been very up and down. Uh, you know, we said, again, must win was Jaguars. Obviously, we didn't talk about Minnesota. Minnesota, we went in and did what we needed to do, even though a couple of Minnesota players guaranteed victory. Um, going into the Jets, you know, I, I, I mean – there, there's been there's the one year with Stafford and Pettigrew when we played Dallas and and we got kind of hosed over. So, I mean, is is this and I think this and then every game after this is this the most, I guess most hype, most build up this late in the season in December that you as a Lions fan have 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 seen have felt. Even though I feel like for me. It is, but I feel like it's still very like numbing. Like you're kind of low key. Like don't realize there's there. We still got a chance, you know. There's still that opportunity, and then after this week, there's really, really a great opportunity if we win. Like, like, do you feel like this is not necessarily changing the tide, but uh, everything that we've said, wishy washy, back and forth, ten wins, two wins, eight wins, five wins. You know, I don't. I'm not even ask you to predict. You know where we're going to be, but. But right now, this current mm-hmm. place, 
what are your expectations? What, what do you think? I'm not going to ask you to, to do a prediction yet, but what, what are you thinking at this point, December, mid-December, a little before Christmas, that we're talking playoffs with Detroit Lions? Yeah, at the very least, this is the most must-win game we've felt in a long time as, as Detroit fans, uh, as far as keeping our playoff hopes alive and and not not, you know – it's hard not to think that we're going to finish on that bubble where we don't make the playoffs, but we don't get a good draft pick. And, and really that's just all we're trying to avoid right now. And, and I think I, I said after the, the bills game, which I still think we had a chance to win if we didn't manage to clock so oh, poorly on Thanksgiving, but which Ryan could have appreciated. Yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. You know, in division, same thing he was talking about Vikings earlier, but, but point being, I said I think they could run the table the rest of the year. I'm going to stand by that. I, I think that this Jets game is a huge game for the Lions, and um, I, it's going to come. The key to me is going to be third downs for the Lions. We need third and short because that defense. Yeah. Um, like, like Ryan said, with with Sauce Gardner locking down and and fifth in sacks, like we want to avoid third and eight and longer as much as we possibly can. So it's going to be interesting to see how the offense can, if we are approaching third down, keep it at third and three, third and two, stuff like that, where we can keep the defense guessing. You know, you could always run with Williams and gain that yardage. That 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 to me is going to be the key because if we're in third and ten, you know, you know, six, seven, eight times, there, there's no way we're converting. I don't think against that defense. It and let's face it, it's it's football, um, but we're catching the Jets at the right time. They're banged up. Um, you know, they're still playing good football, but they're banged up. You know, granted, they haven't had Brees Hall for, for quite a few weeks. You know, Mike White's still banged up. So that's that's one of those things. Our defense is playing good. Um, and then, you know, not not to – I don't think by any means this team is overlooking, but then you got San Francisco on the roster who's who's really banged up. Um, you know, still – I still think they're a powerhouse of a team. So so there's some there's some things that all that has to happen, but uh, but overall, I think we're catching the Jets at the right time. If you can even say something like that, um, but but yes, that defense does scare me. But uh, but I I am excited to to see this, especially from talking last time with Ryan to where we're at now, because we definitely said, hey, we're going to get Ryan on here before this game. Now, for both teams, it's got a lot of a lot of meaning for both teams. I mean, essentially, you know, this will be the game that would put the Lions out of, out of the playoffs. Um, it wouldn't completely, you know, ruin hope because of the way uh, the NFC has been this year. But, um, but you know, and, and the Jets are, what are they, the six or with the, with the Dolphins, did, with the Dolphins losing? Because I thought the Jets could essentially jump the Dolphins. Or, or Ryan, what, what's that division look like? I, I saw a graphic uh, briefly, but. It's Bills first, Miami second. Jets and Patriots are tied for third, but the Patriots have a have the advantage. Uh, so the Jets are technically in last place. Um, the Jets can leapfrog the Patriots if they win and the Patriots lose. Uh, the Patriots are playing the Raiders this week. so um, and, and plus, uh, they could get even with uh, Miami if Miami loses this week. And Miami's kind of on a downtrend right now. Right now. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So I could see the Jets winning and leapfrogging. I figure out my if you get if you get enough people if you get enough people in in Tua's face where you can't run you can't throw the ball downfield to uh, Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, they don't have they don't have much of a running attack. So if you figure out Tua, you got a good chance of winning. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I don't know Ryan if, if you like if you on your shows for no, no credentials required I don't know if you ever do any predictions if not you don't have to but we always like to do a little prediction is that gave me a pretty bold prediction prediction off air um, so basically uh, the Jets lines we always like to to do a prediction before the week before it transitions to a little hockey which uh, I know Ryan there's still a lot to be said for for your hockey team too but uh, but um. You know, I, I'll start, and I'll, I'll leave this, and then I'll go to Zach and Ryan if you want to throw a prediction in. I feel that the Lions, this is definitely a must, must win. Uh, it's hard to, to think that the Lions can keep uh, rallying off some wins, but I think I do predict, which I which I saw that the Lions did open up as a, as a favorite. I didn't see what the final, what the or I shouldn't say the final, what the, what the spread has been recently. Um, but basically, I, I think the Lions – uh, Ryan, don't hate me. Uh, I think I'm going to come in a little lighter than lighter than Zach, but I think the Lions win this uh, thirty to twenty. So, so Zach, do you want to you want to piggyback off that? Where what, what do you what are you thinking uh, for victory or loss here? What do you, what are you thinking for our future? I exaggerate a little bit, a little bit pre-show, but I'm going to give I'm going to give the Lions a dub on this. I'm, I'm going to say twenty-seven seventeen. Ooh, you, you didn't want to get that twenty that twenty point win? No, no. I I, <laughs> I would love I would love for the Lions to, to get a twenty point win, but I don't think it's gonna happen against the Jets. Right Ryan, do you like I said, I don't know if you do predictions, but thoughts on the game, predictions or just kind of uh uh, you can leave it open ended, however you want. We typically don't do predictions. We usually just do wrap up the week before. Uh, I just checked. I actually just checked uh, DraftKings uh, sportsbook. The Lions are a one point favorite right now. One point. Okay. Uh, so. oh, really? Based, I, I, I saw Jets one point favorite earlier today, but, but that's why I said actually, just based no, actually, on no, it was. You're right. It's Jets one point favorite. Uh, but okay. based on Quinn Williams being questionable, Mike White being questionable, Corey Davis being questionable, that was a big hit last week too when he went out with a concussion. And Michael Clemens, who has been fighting the flu for the last two weeks, he's questionable too. But I think all four of those guys will play this game unless I, unless Corey Davis is out with another with the concussion protocol. Um, Mike White plays. It's a big difference. Quinn William plays. It's a huge difference. I think whichever team can cause a turnover, the more turnovers uh, will be the winner. Um, I think the Jets 
will do just enough. And I'm I'm being a homer here. I'll admit it. <laughs> um, yeah, some homers. I think so the Jets good. will do. I think the Jets will do just enough to disrupt a lot of what Jared Goff is doing. I think they'll stop the run. And I think the Jets will take this game. It'll be a close one. I'm going to say 24 to 21 Jets. Look at that. I like it. So Zach, Zach said Detroit has got to win third downs. That's where it's at. Ryan says it's a battle of turnovers. Obviously spoken like two pros here. Uh, really excited about this matchup. Really excited to have Ryan on. Um, but uh, but uh, as Zach continues to to pop in and out here, we'll we'll transition transition a little into hockey. Ryan, this is where uh, once Zach jumps back in here, you know this is this is his bread and butter. I always uh, like to give him this, but uh, uh, but um, he just sent me a message. He keeps losing connection. Usually, to me, that loses connection. But but uh, Ryan, you know, I'm not sure that you've had the the opportunity to to like us Lions fans or Detroit fans to really speak on two teams being significant in two different leagues where I'm glad Zach's back. Cause we're going to talk a little hockey now, you know, let's talk about the, your New Jersey devils as well. How, how last time we talked, I think they were sitting at number two and I think they're still sitting at number two. Uh, what, what do you, what do you, how are you feeling about that team? Right now they're in a bit of a, I wouldn't say a rough patch, but they've, been winless in their last two games. They had a they had a bad loss on Friday against the Islanders, and they had an overtime loss last night against the uh, more hated New York Rangers. Uh, they're playing right now. They're down two one in the third to Dallas, and this is kind of a bumpy schedule right now because they're starting to play some of the better teams in the NHL leading up into the end of the new year, up up into the beginning of the new year. Uh, but this team's. This team has impressed me. This team has been very impressive. And I applaud the work of Tom Fitzgerald, the general manager, who has been uh, making moves, making deals, setting the right guys to the right contract, cap-friendly contracts. They've been extending the right people like Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the at the beginning of the new year they're going to extend Jesper Bratt who has been one of the, again another low key like we, we mentioned Quentin Williams being having a low key great season all pro season yes. just Jesper Bratt is becoming another breakout star who's kind of under the radar so he's been tearing up the league Jack Hughes had a goal last night it was a highlight goal uh, he's becoming a, another superstar up and coming star um, the biggest thing for the New Jersey Devils this year that have been uh, compared to years past, especially over most more recent years, is their goaltending. Uh, Vitek Vanacek has emerged as the number one goalie. There was kind of talk of whether or not he would be uh, he would be split in time with Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt in their first game against Edmonton, and he's been out of the, out of the, out of the lineup. He's going to have a conditioning stint in Utica. Uh, but Vitek Vanacek has emerged as the number one starter for the New Jersey Devils. And that's pretty much been the biggest difference right now is just having a steady goaltender play every single night and play well between the pipes. Absolutely. And, and didn't you speak on Hughes? Didn't he have – didn't he set a record or didn't he have something – I thought I saw briefly yeah. on, on social media. Yeah, he, he had a six-minute and two – second shift on Friday night against the Islanders, the longest shift in NHL history. Too bad it was in a loss, but uh, it was still a pretty 
that's a pretty significant shift. <laughs> it's gonna be some tired legs if 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 you're if you're guys like me or, or Mike. I don't, uh, you know, if if we're on the ice for six minutes in two, two seconds, oh, yeah. uh, that's uh, you're gonna have to carry me off. But for a guy who's uh, obviously got a very young, got a lot of energy, he's uh, he's 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 a star in the making, and. I, it's, I'm just, it's, I, a lot of fans are pleasantly surprised to see the jump doubles in this position right now, but we have kind of seen it coming down the road in terms of because of all the draft picks, all the signings. Finally, got a goaltender in between the pipes. They got a deep, couple of guys on defense who are making a big difference. John Marino was a huge trade. Uh, they they basically fleeced the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, John Marino for Ty Smith, one for one. Uh, Ty Smith is currently in the AHL uh, with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and John Marino's playing significant minutes for the New Jersey Devils. So it's just putting together the right pieces with with the trade, with with trades, with uh, good signings, with draft picks, and having the right people in uh, in the lineup. It's been a huge difference with the New Jersey Devils this year. So uh, I'm looking forward Absolutely. to see what they can do the rest of the year. I'm looking forward to what they can see the rest of the year. It's going to be a tough road. You don't, you don't win the game in the first two, three months of the season. And it's still a long ways to Absolutely. go. But hopefully this New Jersey Devils team can duplicate the success they've had early. And, and speaking of the, the Wings right now, end of the second, they're down one nothing to the Hurricanes. Wings are currently sitting 13-8-6. I know they're pretty banged up. Zach just popped back in. I'm not sure how his connection is doing, if he can hear us right now. Uh, while he's here, if he can. Zach, give us a little update. Yes, it gives me a thumbs up there for those of you uh, that listen to podcast version. We're live on YouTube as well. Zach, give us a, a, a Wings update. I know you missed uh, Ryan's update there on the – New Jersey because we've been in and out, but but I know what a week ago, two weeks ago, you you saw uh, the Wings play home. I guess I should say home in your uh, Tampa Bay area. So so uh, how, how like in general, like I said, give me the Wings update. Yeah, no that 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 Lightning game was fun because you know it's a stadium that I go to once or twice a week as a Lightning fan and and to show up as a Red Wings fan and and get the dub was fun. Um, but but similar to the Devils on. Uh, Two game winless streak, where we dropped to the uh, the Panthers, and then we lost in overtime to the Stars, which I, I think I heard Ryan say that that's who the Devils were playing tonight. Um, yep. Yeah. So rough patch, trying to turn it around, and, and and like you said, they're down one nothing going to the third, so it's very still within reach. Um, but but um, as far as updates go, Bertuzzi out with another broken hand. I think that's going to be about four to, four to six weeks. I think they said. Uh, you say another broken hand? Yeah, I I think <laughs> I think he broke his other hand to be honest. Um cuz he he broke I think he broke his left hand at the beginning of the season and now he broke his right hand or, or maybe I have that vice versa. But um either way, <laughs> I think I think it I know it's still kind of early in the season like Ryan said, but still at this point whether you're a Devils fan or a Red Wings fan, I th- I think you like where you're at. You know, the deeper you get into a season, you want to still be holding on to a playoff spot as opposed to chasing a playoff spot. So, uh you just want to make sure that that doesn't slip away as as you as you get towards the meat of the season. So, um obviously the Devils in a much better place than the uh the Red Wings are and and they got that uh that trio is uh Hughes, uh Brat and and Hisha are just I'm sure Ryan touched on all that. I, you know, I couldn't hear you guys during that part, but but those guys are just a wagon right now. It's crazy. 
So, so Ryan, let me ask you. I always ask Zach this every every week, and, and sometimes it goes different, but usually past couple of weeks have been about the same guys. Are, are there any guys within your organization that have really uh, exceeded expectations up to this point that you're really, really high on, really excited for, or maybe some guys that uh, that you expected to be playing where they're at this year um, that that are kind of the reason that you feel you guys are where you're at right now. I think a big part of it is uh, I think the, the, the reemergence of Tomash Tatar. Uh, he's having a much better, I think a much better than, exp- and there goes Zach. Tar- cause I just yeah, killed, I just him. I just say, killed yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been, he's been much better in terms of both defense and offense. He had, he, he's up, he's got 16 points right now. He's a plus minus of 19. So he's, he's, he's on the power play. He's, I believe it's on the second play, second uh, power play unit, and he's also killing some penalties. Uh, so he's been a pleasant surprise, especially since Andre Palat uh, is out of the lineup with, uh, I believe, a groin injury. He had surgery, but he'll be back in the lineup in January. So he's been the one guy who's kind of been pleasantly surprising for the Devils this year. Uh, he kind of had a bump, hit a bumpy year last year. I expected him to be traded the trade deadline, get some pieces back, maybe a couple draft picks, a couple minor leaguers, but Devils have enough faith to keep him around and it's paying off so far this year. So he's one guy I'm kind of got my, kind of got my, my, uh, my eye on for the rest of the year. Uh, but he's been the one guy I've been looking at that has been, been very significant to the team's success so far. That hurts, man. As an ex-Red Wing, that hurts. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Okay, you just had that like in the chamber waiting to say. <laughs> But uh, but kind of like uh, like Ryan had mentioned, Zach and I have talked in past, and, and I think we've talked when when Ryan's been on too. Uh, Ryan talks about the 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 goal keeps for uh, well, I mean specifically one of them for for New Jersey, uh, and Zach and I have talked in past where Detroit's never been really flashy or something like that. But we've had some pretty significant runs uh, with our goalkeepers. Uh, those are not uh, we we don't have the big name keepers that a lot of these teams you know seem to. To, to trot in and in and out. Um, but, but over a hockey, you know, between Zach and Ryan, that that's their staple there. They, they know that kind of stuff. That's why I like having these guys on. Obviously Zach, I always turn it over to him to, to get the update. Uh, you know, I love, I love the old, uh, the Red Wings head coach. I love his pressers. I love watching his stuff. Uh, even after uh, Zach uh, compared him to the old penguin there. So, uh, what, what, what was he, Zach? One of the uh, top five yeah. uh, uh, most gorgeous coaches in the NHL. Yeah, according to that BS poll, they yeah, they had him. But yeah, dude, he looks like Penguin or Gru or, or one of those one of those guys. <laughs> but anyways, overall, uh, uh, we we always talk about it. I think Zach, myself, Ryan, we're kind of all in a similar uh, boat for our uh, our organizations, at least at least uh, for football and. Uh, in hockey, you know, basketball for for uh, for the Pistons, you know, Kate Cunningham uh, out for the season. He had shin surgery, or he's gonna have shin surgery. He should be back a hundred percent by uh, next season. Um, we we always kind of briefly just brush over basketball, um, baseball coming up. I know Ryan. Uh, what are your expectations for your team this year? Um, uh, you know, have you have you had any? I th- I feel like outside of the the big name players you know it's kind of been pretty quiet a deep sigh deep sigh even <laughs> thought a little distracted from the devils watching the devils too so um 
What's the deal with the? Weren't, weren't we supposed to talk about? You wanted to mention something about Miguel Cabrera last episode, and and I didn't let you say anything about it. So, well, yeah, not not to cut Ryan off there, but basically, he, you know, this is Miggy's farewell season. He's finally come out and said, "Hey, this is it." Um, you know, kind of like the Albert Pujols parade. Um, hopefully, Miggy. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to have a 30, 40 home run season, but hopefully he gets a little power behind that. And, you know, they use him right as opposed to this uh, singles machine that he's turned into. But uh, but overall, I mean, uh, as much as the money was wrapped up into a guy and, you know, the back end of a career, you, you knew signing that deal in the beginning, you're excited to have a guy like that, but you knew in the end it was going to haunt you. So basically, can't be happier for a guy like that. He's given his heart and soul. I mean, he's been in the league since he's, what, 17, 18 years old. Um you know, he, he's been productive. He, he pretty much brought, unfortunately, not a championship, but he's brought some uh, some American League, you know, diff- different things to the Tigers organization since then. We've kind of been in the rebuild, uh, although this year Harris has said we're not going to call it a rebuild, even though we're kind of treating it as a rebuild. But excited to see his, say, his last. Say you're, uh, say, you're, say, say you're in a rebuild without saying you're in a rebuild. Yes, <laughs> without using the R word is essentially what they're doing. So, so, uh, so excited for Miggy. Uh, it's going to be different not seeing him. Granted, we got one more year with him to see, but it'll be interesting to see what he does coaching or, or whatever, because he's always been goofy, always been great for the game. Um, so, so it'll be interesting. It's just hard to believe, you know, Ryan, Zach, like guys like Albert Pujols, Miggy. You know, obviously Derek Jeter's gone. You know, I mean, these guys, like, I mean, we're seeing it in football too. You know, Peyton Manning and all those guys, you know, were a few years removed. But it, this is like literally the changing of the guard for these young guys. I mean, Mike Trout, he's not old by any means, but he's old for baseball now. You got these young guns. It's hard to believe, you know, uh, what what's going on. And like I said, Ryan, I, I just quickly uh, said, you know, you know what? How do you feel so far in the early stages of your team's off season? Uh, and what, what are your kind of? I know you're a baseball guy, but you know, right now with within season with uh, hockey and football, that's where the priority is. But have you been keeping up on it? What are what are your thoughts? Have you really uh, dove too much into uh, your baseball season this year? I've, uh, I'm just very glad that the Yankees kept Arson Judge. I mean, Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Find that guy's uh, bonfire site. Yep, bonfire. Uh, bonfire.com. Look for no credentials, no credentials required. The Arson Judge collection is currently available. Yes. And, occur- and apparently, I don't know if John Heyman actually did send this tweet out, but he apparently, I don't know if it's fake or not. It looks fake. But it said it said something about Carlos Carlos Rodon. The trying Yankees are trying to sign him, uh, but he said but he wrote Carlos Rodent, and it's like, dude, what if this is what? What's up with your autocorrect? You just get real excited. Your autocorrect just went evil. <laughs> but the Yankees well, are looking to sign Rondon, and that would be a huge help because I, I think the biggest mistake was tra- the big mistake was trading Jordan Montgomery at the trade deadline uh, for Harrison Bader. Who didn't make his first appearance until I believe the wild card round? Yeah. So that was a big. I mean, and even then, he's he, Harrison Bader played pretty well, but you want to to have a full season of seeing what Harrison Bader can do. But they were missing that extra lefty that they needed in their lineup. With Jordan Montgomery got is now with St. Louis, and he had a pretty solid back end of that season. But I think having an extra lefty in their lineup 
would help them a lot. Right now, they're right now they're not. I don't think they're trying to get back to the World Series as much as they are trying to get to the World Series. Period. It's been thirteen years. As much as they as they are trying to get past the Houston Astros, that's their biggest. That's their that's their thorn in their side right now. It has been since two thousand seventeen. Is the Houston Astros. And once they get past the Houston Astros, who knows what's going to happen in the world if they get to the World Series. But that's the team they're chasing right now, and that's the team they're trying to keep up with. And keeping Judge was a huge thing, was was huge. It, it's going to be a big – it's it, it's a it's 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 a big deal because you, you, you could pretty much name him captain at this point. You haven't had a captain since Jeter. Uh, but you it's keep, funny keep, you keep, keep certain, per, certain, certain people in your lineup, you're going to do all right. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Houston, but no mention of the Mets this year or this off season. Uh, quickly, uh, as we're running here, you know what what is what what's your thought on the Mets this year and this off season so far? Just, I mean, just I mean, this is like what is it? Scrooge McDuck just like, I mean, opening up the bank. Just, I mean, like, I mean, what what is going on here? I think it was a big mistake letting go of Jacob Degrom. You, 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 yeah. Jacob DeGrom's, you brought him up to the farm system. He's, he's arguably your best pitcher. But the, the Mets last, are notorious. The Mets are notorious for that. And you can't, you can break the bank for Justin Verlander, but you can't break the bank for Jacob DeGrom. I mean, there, there had to be some sort of other ex- outside factors as to why Jacob DeGrom went to Texas. And he said in this press conference, I want to bring a world. I am passionate about bringing a world series to the Texas. He Rangers. was like, ecstatic nobody here. says that. Ra- nobody says that. Yeah, about he Texas was Rangers. Not nothing, even a rod. Not even a rod said that about Texas, about the Texas Rangers. When he said Texas that a huge contract, nobody cares. Though. Right, Zach. But. Oh, Zach's frozen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, before we anyway, get out but, of but, here. But, but, but I'm sorry, I'm going to make one more point. But you're, oh, ahead, you're, 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 getting, you're getting Justin Verlander. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of an upgrade, but in the same sense, you're only getting him for two seasons when he could have had Jacob DeGrom for his, his lifetime. Yeah, and essentially the money that they're going to be paying. So. Yeah. But, uh, but, but like I said, before we get out of here, uh, we always like to do a roundtable topic. Um, you guys, um, you know, you, you could talk about anything that's going on in the world. Uh, Ryan, you can plug your individual stuff either way. We'll give you that opportunity. But any, anything that's burning, Zach, I always like going to you. I don't know if you have anything right off the top of your head. You know, in past, we, we've talked about a, a few different things. I talked about, uh, you know, Brian Robinson uh, with uh, with Washington and his uh, uh, noggin boss, uh, the cap that he was rocking the one time. Uh, but but some different things that we like to bring to the table can be uh, kind of off the cuff. But but Zach, anything uh, anything going on over there? Couple uh, bringing it back to hockey. A couple goal watches we're on right now that I want to bring to people's attention. Um, Ovechkin is at seven hundred and ninety seven goals. So obviously, uh, for those of you that can't do math, he's three away from eight hundred. He's four away from Ga- Gordy Howe's eight hundred one, which would uh, tie him for second place. And uh, once he eclipses that, it's just uh, he's chasing Gretzky and only Gretzky. So that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of a fun thing to tune into uh, the rest of this season to see him eclipse Gordy Howe, and then going into the next few seasons to see if he can chase Gretzky. Um, and then the other one is uh, Steven Stamkos in Tampa. I think he, he just scored uh, actually moments ago. So I, I, he's somewhere in the 490. I, that might give him 496 or 495 or something. So he's also very close to 
500 goals. So a couple of goal milestones out there just uh, for people to keep their eyes on. And those are huge, huge milestones, but you see the discrepancy between the two. And Zach and Ryan, you guys are the hockey guys. Do you think we'll ever see where, where we talk about football, we talk about baseball, now all statistics are getting blown out of the water. Do you think we'll ever see anybody put pressure on Gretzky outside of Ovechkin going forward? Connor McDavid. Yeah, for goals, I think yeah, McDavid could have a shot. I think Matthews could have a shot. Um, points, I don't think anybody will touch Gretzky in points ever. Matthews will have, Matthews will be there, there until he signs with the Coyotes and goes home next next off season. <laughs> Those are Zach's boys. Those are Zach's adopted kids, man. He he's, I, I, he's always been a Oiler heart. You know, I cannot wait till next off season when he does announce he's going home. He's going home to Arizona. He's going to have that video of "I'm going home." Sorry, no trademark here. But his "I'm going home" song playing as that'll be his that'll be his announcement for the signing. He's signing with Arizona. <laughs> that would be insane. But either way, that's good. So, so Ryan, uh, feel free. You got anything that that's going on in the world on your end that you want to you want to touch yeah. on? Or uh, just just uh, where people, or even if you want to plug where where people yeah. want to find you. I got a couple of things before I plug some stuff. Uh, f- first of all, um, my uh, Croatia, rest in peace in your uh, World Cup attempt, uh, Miss Croatia. I'm available if you need if you need uh, someone to comfort you in your time of solace. Um, I'm available. Uh, secondly, this has been kind of a bugaboo in my mind since pretty much the entire NFL season began. Has NFL season began? There's a couple of things that there's two things that the NFL needs to look at. The competition committee needs to look at at the end of the season. They need to look into full-time referees who can interpret the rules consistently, and they need to see and they need to make roughing the passer and pass interference reviewable. Oh, I like it. I could get on board. I like catchy calls on both what? sides when it comes to that penalty. Those two penalties. What? I was watching the game and they had talked about something. It, I don't know what penalty it was, but they said, "Have they ever thought about you know they got Dean Landino and all those guys like in the background? You know, have they ever thought about doing a review?" And they're like, "Well, then the NFL opens themselves up for you know more mistakes." I'm like, "More mistakes? I mean, these guys are blowing games left and right, and there's no consistency. I mean, yeah. you got. I mean, I don't know. You know, and this isn't roughing the passer, but you got you know situations where." You know, in the Patriots game, you got a wide receiver that can barely stand, and they're not even blowing yeah. the whistle, taking the guy out. His his team Nelson Aguilar took a knee if, who's took yeah, a knee and, to say, "Hey, other guys that you know, if they take a step off center, they're you know." So there, like you said, there is no consistency. There should be, and I think they have like a head official even in the box, whether they're from New York or whatever. But I feel like there should be somebody, whether they're standing on top of the stadium with with magnifying glass or binoculars, that should be looking at that kind of stuff. But uh, but either way, good 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 point out there. Um, anything else, Ryan? Um, if I get a chance to plug my stuff, uh, no credentials required. No credentials required. Seven o'clock on Tuesdays. Um, we're wrapping up the NFL. We do a wrap up weekly wrap up of the NFL. We do some other topics here and there. Uh, I'm going to be starting my other project, the uh, Have Another Donut podcast, uh, which is about New Jersey Devils hockey. I guess I got to get started on that. We've had some stuff happen personally that's been on the side with my uh, with uh, some close family members have been going down, but everything's everything's smoothing smoothing out. So hopefully we'll get there back to uh, uh, going on going to uh, with that more. Uh, this uh, this 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 coming week or maybe next week. 
So I got plenty of time to do that. I'm going to try to book some guests for No Credentials Required and for Have Another Donut. Uh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned to those uh, to those social media accounts. And you always, always can find me right here on Twitter, on social media, at whoisryanmcc. Uh, I, try to keep it enter- I try to keep it light because I know Twitter can be kind of a dumpster fire uh, sometimes. So uh, I try to keep it light. And yeah, follow me for the uh, just follow me for the entertainment. There you go. Always a good file at Ryan. Obviously, check out Zach. It's it's Zach Mac M A C and Zach is a Z A C H. Not That's right. Don't get twisted. Don't get what it about, twisted. What right? about you, Mike? What kind of what hot uh, what uh, hot take do you have uh, in terms of, in the terms of the world of sports? You know, honestly, to tell you the truth, I was I don't I don't know necessarily hot take. But I was going to ask you because there's been some grumblings. I didn't want to pry too much on this, that there's more going on with Zach Wilson than people know about. And I don't know if anything's been leaked, anything's been released, if it's speculation. I mean, obviously, you got a guy that's drafted high that's supposed to be a starter. You know, people are going to be bummed, you know, or, or not bummed, but I mean, there's going to be speculation. Like you said, there's some beat reporters for ESPN coming out saying there's turmoil, you know. I feel like they're always meant to, like, stir the pot. But uh, I didn't really have anything prepared per se. But have you heard any grumblings, any tricklings of anything like that, Ryan? No, I mean they're trying to to get back to his fundamentals, make sure he's making the right reads, that kind of thing. But personally, I, I have a wild theory of my wild theory. I think he's still, I think his knee's still bothering him from when he from the. Uh, well, I was just saying, I mean, uh, in- from the beginning of the preseason where he had that non like the, the, the same type of injury that Kyler Murray suffered last night. I think his knee's still bothering him, and he just won't fess up. In, in, I mean, but I mean, expectations. He, he's got to be active this week, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm hoping he's active, and uh, Joe Flacco will be inactive. He'll just be sitting on the sideline, just good old Uncle Joe, just helping out with, uh, helping out with, uh, looking at, looking at, uh, see what's out there, see what tendencies the other other team has, and just give him some tips. So that's what my feeling is. All right. Well, Ryan, I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Zach, man, I, I've talked a lot. I usually talk a lot. I apologize. I always tell Zach off air, man. He, he just needs to cut me off. Just, <laughs> well, I want to give uh, a, uh, just, just oh, a no. quick update to my roundtable. Um, Ovechkin did score his moments ago, his 798th goal, and it was his 136th game opening goal, which is now most all time. He passed Yammer Yager. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Yager, God, I could keep going. What he just he just took a start for uh, fifty years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's for his the <laughs> team that he owns. He had to be in the lineup because yeah. of injuries. He's like, yeah, I'll play a shift. Yes, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. But Zach, hey, before I talk anymore, you, uh, I started her off. Well, you, you take us out of here, man. No, yeah, appreciate everyone uh, toughing through uh, all the connectivity issues I had for those of you that watched. You know popped in and out on video but um i was able to hear the whole thing so hopefully all the audio is there for those podcast <laughs> listeners um as always we appreciate ryan being our first recurring not only was he our first guest he's our first recurring guest on the show so ryan i always appreciate go. you stopping in and um yeah we appreciate you guys stopping by and uh yeah thanks for listening thanks for viewing we'll be here next week go lions yeah one pride and uh you know let, let's go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you are looking for the highest level of Lincoln luxury, look no further than Woodhouse Lincoln, Nebraska's exclusive Lincoln Black Label dealer. With advantages that extend beyond the driver's seat, your Lincoln Black label SUV will be immersed in innovative technologies, luxurious interior amenities, and effortless maintenance. With Lincoln Pickup and Delivery, our knowledgeable sales team will curate the Lincoln SUV fit for your lifestyle. Explore the four Lincoln Black Label themes and your inventory online at woodhouselincoln.com.